matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Don't make a bit of sense to me. If that's what being crazy is, then I'm senseless, out of it, gone down the road, wacko. But no more, no less. Welcome to Unhinged, episode 14, recorded June 26, 2016. We felt the need to open the show today as mental health advocates with a very typical end-of-the-month mood drop as a direct result of Doug having to live under the poverty line. Disability benefits are not nearly adequate, and no one should have to worry where their next meal is coming from, especially when fighting a major disease. The following is a reenactment of a text chat conversation between Doug and myself a couple of days ago when we were scheduled to begin planning the show. Hey, you uh, ready to get some work done? Yeah, not a great day, but sure, let's do it. You okay? What's going on? Well, I have zero dollars to last me the next nine days. You're completely out? Yep. I was able to buy a 10-pack of those Jamaican patties, one a day. So by the end, I'll need a new colon. I hate this money thing. It brings me down inherently. Yeah, seems like you run out every month now. Well, go figure. I spoke to disability today, but didn't get any further. 16K a year does that. It's a definite bummer and definite setback. I wish I could help. Yeah, thanks. I wish I had lollipops or something to substitute for a little help on the cigarette side. Oh, well, that's life, all right. Thanks for listening, anyways. Yeah, I figured something was up. You were suspiciously quiet. I didn't hear anything from you all day. It's just a difficult day. This money thing is something that sucks the life out of me. Eight fucking days left. Zero dollars. It just sucks. Sorry about that. I I wish there was an easy way to get you money instantly from here. Here? Where? From my account to yours. You've done enough. It's not your problem. It's all the fucking government, and there's no other resources, and the banks don't give a shit either. I'm so anxious, my hands are shaking, and all I need is one damn cigarette and enough money to get a pack of gum, for God's sake. As an advocate and as a human, I'm disgusted because it's just wrong for those who've gone through major health issues like this. I got so desperate... I called the bank to see if they would reverse the last couple of monthly fees or something just so at least have some bit of money. After telling them how I've been banking with them for a decade now, but I got nothing. Yeah, I can't see banks being receptive to anything like that. No, that would be human. What is human? Who the hell knows? Disease plus abject poverty... Plus, an uncertain future equals shit. Sorry, bro. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks. I'm sorry, too. 
I've been smoking so long and I've used it as a crutch for so long that it's it's become a coping mechanism. So it's basically like taking a pacifier away from a baby or trying to ignore your OCD rituals. Yeah, I know how that craving can be maddening. Much more when it's associated with disease, though. You feel like you just want to tear your skin off. Too bad you don't know any smokers who you could bum one from. Not a one. I'm thinking soon I'm going to start smoking various objects in my apartment until it becomes too dangerous. Don't worry your pretty little self. You do your work, your life. I'll be right here smoking like a rolling pin or something. Why on earth do you have a rolling pin? I don't. It just seemed to work rhythmically like iambic pentameter. Such a poet. All right, I have to go wallow in self-pity now. Have a good rest of the day and thanks for chatting. Hey, I got an email that the microphone just got delivered. Did you get it? You around? Yeah, it looks cool. Thanks again. Did you set it up yet? No, I haven't gone off the couch yet, actually. Haven't been on the computer yet. Haven't even turned it on. So, not doing well today, I take it. Would you? Don't mean to sound crass. Just the way it is, you know? Yeah, I know. So let me ask you this. If you had cigarettes, would you still be down? Not as much now. It's more the lack of control and all that crap. So you're dwelling. You need a change of scenery or a distraction. I just want the next eight days over with so I can feel somewhat empowered, not a victim... Oh, I'm just in the dumps right now, not to mention I've had a frozen Jamaican beef patty for every meal of the last few days already and washed it down with Toronto tap water. I know, but you need to do something instead of sitting and wallowing in self-pity. Sorry, I know it's hard and you probably feel like nothing will help, but what you're doing is not helping either. I don't want to sound like I don't get it or whatever, but I'm just trying to help. I know, and I appreciate it, but under the circumstances, it's not a lot one can do or anything else, it seems. It's just a long time to have to wait to get any bit of money or sense of power. It was, If it was just a couple of days, it wouldn't faze me quite as much. Well, right now, we have the upcoming show, we're getting people to listen, you've been feeling better, and good things are happening. Focus on all the good stuff. I know what I'm saying won't help, but I have to say it anyway. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help every time I reach for a cigarette, nothing happens, and every time I open the fridge, I hear this really big echo. Once again, anyone recovering from... This kind of major shit shouldn't have to deal with this kind of crap. I'm not asking for a lot, just the shit to get me through the month. I just can't seem to find anyone who gives a shit within the system. I know, 
but you can't hold on to the anger about the situation. Not that it's an easy thing to do. It's the hardest thing in the world. Like a kid been waiting for years to ride the roller coaster and then when he gets to the top of it, it gets stuck for eight days. How long did the PayPal take last time? I can't see you like this and it's bad for the show since I'm sure you haven't worked on it. I don't even remember. Don't worry about that. I do worry about it. Why shouldn't I be allowed to help if I have the means? I can't answer that. I don't even want to think about it. I need some sense of power, some sense of control, some self-autonomy. I understand, but that doesn't get us through the next eight days. Problems suck, don't they? You're not being helpful. I don't know what else to tell you, man. Well, I'm going to PayPal you $20. It's not a lot, so you don't feel like I'm doing too much, but it should help. You really don't have to do that. Plus, who knows how the hell long it's going to take. Don't care. It's done. It's done? I appreciate your help as usual. The DBS is still working. I can feel it. This is just the kind of crap that I can't handle very well, still being quite fragile. I will, however... Have some form of the show ready, and, and, and I won't leave you in the lurch. It's not about leaving me in the lurch. It's about your well-being. I'm afraid when you get low like this, that it'll stick. It will not stick. As childlike as it sounds, as soon as the circumstances change, mid-next week when payday comes, I guarantee you I'll be right back where I was, barring... Any unforeseen changes in the DBS. Um, I can just feel it. It's still working, but all this peripheral crap brings me down so easily. It's just, it's triggers, it's all that. Again, no sense of control, no power, nothing. I get it, and I hate it. We've been having so much fun recently, and today it's like you're back to the bad. It sucks that lack of money is what changes everything. Yeah, it sounds so superficial, but it's true. And that's because eating, drinking, and all that shit is part of being human. It would be easier without it, for sure. Which is why I feel that since I can help, why wouldn't I? Wouldn't you do the same for me if the situation was reversed? Faster than anyone else would, I guarantee you that. I do hear you, and I just want to be on the other side of the table for once. I know. But you keep focusing on the anger about it instead of the fact that I can help ease your pain. And I thank you, as usual, for your effort and your help. Uh, PayPal says it takes three to five days, but the day I should expect it is July 4th, which doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what they're doing. If you do the math, uh, that's not three to five days. It's also well after I get paid, so completely useless. I'll likely just send you the money back when I receive it. All I have is my routine and my compulsions, so it's just so goddamn hard. Uh, completely useless is a bit harsh, isn't it? I don't mean to come off again as a selfish child. It's just 
another product of how the disease works. Uh, I don't mean that you were completely useless or your efforts. I meant the opposite. No, no. I, I read it as you saying the $20 is completely useless since you'll get it after you get paid. We don't need to have these conversations, you know, how I feel about things in you. I'm just venting out frustration. I thought it was that you took it harshly personally. Listen, keep the money. Don't return it. Even if it gets to you after you get paid, you'll be 20 bucks ahead of the game. I know you have every selfless intention on this as always. If I don't send it back, then I'm just still without autonomy and power and control. And quite frankly, it feels nice to send it back. Will certainly feel different for me. But what about next month? Oh, that would be another wonderful adventure. I wait with great anticipation. Yes, just more fucking sarcasm. I don't know what the answer to this... It's a struggle until I can make my own way in this world. I don't like it when you sound like this. It's annoying because every single thing you say is tinged with negativity and anger. And that's not helping. Look, you go back to your thing. I'm going to go stick my head in the toilet bowl. Thank you so much for all your support. Genuinely. And, you know, it really means a lot, your help. And it's only been two months. Nobody can fix 47 years in two months. At least I'm making an effort most of the time, as you have seen. Other times have, haven't been so easy. I know. Believe me, I know. But I won't sit and do nothing. If I hear you talking negative shit, I'll tell you to stop and talk more positively, even if you're just faking it at first. I get it, and to be frank, I'm faking it now. I was excited that you got the mic today, and we could test it out and all that, but I guess that won't happen until later. I just don't have it in me. It's like getting a new car, but then hearing that your best friend died. Doubt you'll be fucking around with the car. You know, I, I know I... We'll feel very excited about the mic when I get my mind in the right place. And thank you again for it. Genuinely. Uh, I'm just so sick of this role. I, I need a new fucking agent. The fact that you're so low today really scares me. I know that over a week with no money is hard. Really hard. But almost every single thing you say is either sarcastic or angry. Stop that. You're feeding into the negative. My stomach's growling, my head's in knots. What else am I supposed to do? I'll get through it, don't worry, I'll get through it. Been through worse. I just don't want worse anymore. I want good. What else am I supposed to do? Well, before saying something, think about it, and if it's negative, don't say it. And try to replace it with something positive, like the DBS is kicking in, or the show is doing great. I got all what you're saying. I'll do my best to write it out. That's all I can tell you. I'm sick of being helpless, and I want to turn things around, which is what I was doing with this kind of bullshit that shouldn't happen to begin with. I have to deal with, and there's no way around it. I want to live like a human, not a victim, not an animal, not like John Merrick. 
you know, don't worry yourself. I won't give up to the last straw. 47 years old trying to wait for $20 from my best friend so that I can get a fucking hamburger is just, to me, on paper, pathetic. I think you can understand that. At the same time, I realize I have a friend like you and would never, ever take it for granted. But that doesn't make it any easier. I'm still pissed off like Joe Frazier versus Ali. I know you won't give up, but you let the anger eat you alive. You need a way to channel that somehow. (laughs) The decades of anger and the same patterns are going to take a lot longer than two months to change that shit. But I'm clearly working on it. You can't deny that. And don't worry your pretty little head over this anymore. You've done what you can. Go do your thing, live your life, and let's see what tomorrow might bring. Of course I know you can't just turn it off. And I know you're working on recovery. But please, don't keep saying that line, you go live your normal life, etc., you said that a lot, and frankly, I get a little angry myself when you say that. It tells me that you keep comparing your life to mine and that I go away and live my happy little life while you suffer. It comes across as condescending. Sorry, just being honest. I have to relearn the language. I have to relearn how to talk to people. Uh, don't get mad. Just be patient. You know what's in my heart, and I apologize for that. That's just never my intention, ever, ever, ever. I know what's in your heart, of course, which is why when you get like this, it's in such stark contrast to your real self, and you say things without thinking how it'll affect those around you. I've never said anything because I know it's hard for you, but I'm saying it now because I think you need to take a pause and think about what you're about to say. I can prove it by saying, of all the shit that we've talked about, What's most upsetting is that I could come off condescending to you. It's not me. It's the disease talking. Don't let the disease talk then. Like Murray said, if you say it over and over, you'll start to believe it. And that's true. But the neurology part is a whole different ballgame. You know, a part of it is a cry for help, looking for pity, all that bullshit too. You cry for help, but then balk when I try to help. Right now, your issue's financial. Yeah, I'm an enigma wrapped up in a mystery. Like I said, don't return the 20 bucks. Maybe it'll help with next month and you can avoid this mess. Okay, well, I'll let you go for tonight then. Please try to think about the good stuff a bit more. I mean, shit, you got the mic one day early. Good night, brother. Feel better. Thanks for taking the time to talk. I'll do my best to keep things alive. Please don't think any less of me. It's, in fact, the disease talking, as I said, and don't ever mean anything bad towards you. I know. I don't think less of you. I've been super proud of your progress so far and just want to see that continue. Thanks, man, and hopefully that will continue to happen. So that's the reality of the situation. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to get you to think a little more positively and not go right to the anger and the negativity. 
whenever you say something when you're in a down mood? Well, yeah, I, I'm going to try my best, but it's all I've ever known. And it's a real, it's a real struggle. It's a real downer, especially when you're feeling better and now you have to worry about things that nobody typically has to worry about unless you're homeless. And I guess, thankfully, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but I have a space to live in. But there's just nothing in it. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that. And it's it's not easy. Um, it's just the I, I, I do feel like the, the negative uh, talking and the everything exuding negativity is just not not something that that helps you so it's just a, a matter of trying to put a little um, thought into what you say before you say it uh, if you can yeah again it's decades of learned behavior and it's decades of natural reactions and anger and pissed offness I just made that up. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, you start feeling better and then you got to worry about all this superfluous crap that you shouldn't have to worry about. Yeah, I I totally understand. It's not fair. Well, I, you know, I appreciate your empathy on the subject. Uh, and as time goes on, because it's early, um, I'll understand what true mutual friendship is all about. I mean, I do in my mind, and I want it more than anything, but there's a lot of relearning to do, and, I, and that's a real understatement. Well, and that's why I want to help. I, I, I want to point out those times when, you know, you're doing something that is probably not helping you. And, you know, you might get, you might get miffed sometimes when I point things out or whatever, but uh, I feel it's it's kind of my duty as a friend to I said duty. You said duty <laughs> to uh, to make you just try to think more positively, uh, even if, like I said, even if you're faking it at first. Yeah, it's good therapy, um, and I'm in the place where I can accept therapy. Uh, but again, years of learned behavior, and I don't want to make excuses. It just, it is what it is. And um, so we'll move forward. I hope this week goes very fast because, again, I don't, I, I really don't know where uh, eating is going to come from. Um, cigarettes have become something that eases the anxiety that I have that is very chronic and very um, serious. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot um, to deal with all in one shot. It's, uh, it's kind of ironic, too, because, uh, yes, I, I totally understand that cigarettes right now are therapeutic for you. Uh, they, they help ease... Uh, your anxiety. Um, 
but on the on the other side um it's also costing you money uh that let's let's pretend you don't you didn't smoke you'd be saving a lot of money that oh i've said that to you over and over yeah. i know it's uh, i've estimated it already it's between 120 to 160 dollars you know in my pocket if i quit when i quit right but it's two months in and i can't you know it just it's it's what about bob it's baby steps oh absolutely I know it's something i should be doing i'm a cancer survivor it's not good for anybody um but it's a it's a compulsion it's a habit so it's a, another learned behavior that needs to be relearned and you know that old cold turkey thing can work for some people Mm-hmm. who don't have illness, who don't have these um, mental problems. Right. Um, for me, it has to be a gradual process. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm not advocating quitting cold turkey at all. Uh, that, that would be counterproductive, and, and that would probably cause you to, to slip farther. Um, uh, I was just pointing out that it's, it's ironic that the thing that currently does help ease your pain is also in a way hurting you ultimately uh financially at least um but as time goes on you'll you'll gradually wean off and and gradually get to the point where you're ready to make that commitment to quit and and hopefully that'll that'll help things along no question the more positive life gets if that's the way it's going to go then the more I'm going to care about myself, the more I'm going to love myself, and the more I'm going to take care of myself. Yep. And that's and that's just the way it is. Right now, it's just going to be a really tough week, and you know I've suffered so much that I don't want a tough week. I don't want a tough week. Yeah. And uh, and once again, I don't want to be, you know, sound repetitive, but. Uh, the government, the the mental health organization, all the powers that be need to make some serious changes so that people like me don't have to go through things like this. Right. And don't have to worry about going to shelters and food banks. And, you know, I didn't put myself in this position because I didn't work hard and I didn't make the effort and all that, you know, and this is... A result of that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hate to reiterate that I'm a victim. And, yeah. um, but I'm a victim that's an advocate now that's fighting and doing my best while uh, remission uh, stays afloat. Yeah. And, and I think I feel with all things being said, you're doing fantastic on that front. Uh, and, I know this is a tough week, uh, and it's it's not going to get easier as the days go by until you get paid. But uh, you know, you're you are making progress. Yeah, yeah, it's great to hear, and it, you know, but it's going to be a tough week. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we got through it. We've gotten through a lot worse. Exactly. Right. So. There you go. Thank you. And I think 
it was worth sharing that so that at least people can see um, how a true friend um, shows his frustration rather than just says, you know, harsh things and hurtful things and, and all that. It just shows even more how understanding and empathetic you are. And um, Well, when we were we were discussing when we were planning the show um this was when this whole conversation happened uh and it was almost like after we had the conversation we looked back at our chat logs and we realized this is perfect for the show so it's too bad we didn't record this uh so we came up with the idea of well let's just reenact it let's we've got the logs we've got the script basically Mm -hmm. Uh, let's, let's kind of reenact it so that people can actually see what our conversation was like and, and how our interactions played off each other and how, you know, it's still not resolved. I mean, you're still going through this issue, uh, and it's still not easy. Um, but at, at the very least, we wanted to highlight that, uh, there is this exchange of dialogue that we're trying to, you know, uh, that I'm trying to, to get Doug to, uh, get better. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, you know, maybe if it was the year 2020, you could, you know, uh, send me a virtual cheeseburger, <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, I, I, uh, again, uh, what I'm looking for is, Mutual friendship, give and take, autonomy, control, and again, finding that semblance of a normal life. Yeah, and like like we keep saying, it's baby steps. We'll get there. You'll get there. It's, yeah. It just takes time. You can't expect an overnight miracle. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's no, guys, it's the brain. The brain. The human brain is the greatest wonder of creation. This little organ weighs only 1,500 grams, but contains more nerve cells than there are people on the earth. More than 10,000 million, a simply unimaginable number. Each nerve cell is joined to others by hundreds of little offshoots, and the exchange of information between them is brisker than the telephone exchange of a busy capital city. The number of quote-unquote telephone connections in one brain exceeds the number of stars in a galaxy. It would be more than one trillion. No computer or telephone exchange is in a position to store and exchange so much information in a small space as that occupied by the human brain. With that, we thought we'd close out this week's show with some more fascinating facts about the brain. Excellent. Some more cool facts. You ready? I'm ready. You sure? Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Yeah, now I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> here you go. Did you know that your brain is far more active at night than during the day? 
Really? Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, well, logically, you would think that all the moving around, complicated calculations, tasks, general interaction that we do on a daily basis uh, during our working hours would take a lot more brain power than, say, lying in bed. Right. Uh, the opposite is true. When you turn off, your brain turns on. Hmm. So although sleep appears to be a passive and restful time, it actually improves a highly active and well-scripted interplay of brain circuits, resulting in sleep's various stages. And probably in the next show, uh, I'll discuss the different stages of uh, sleep and REM cycles and things like that. Oh, so so basically dreaming uh, is, is part of that, and that's keeping the brain very active at night. So here's another one for you. Uh, whenever your eyes move, when you focus on something, your brain erases the blurry non-focus memory of when your eye was actually moving. Because we look around so much, the brain erases roughly 45 minutes each day. Whoa. Interesting, huh? So, so that means if I'm looking at something and then I shift my eyes to look at something else, all the stuff in between that would have been a blurred motion gets deleted. What, are you just repeating what I'm saying? I'm just rephrasing. I'm trying to understand. Well, no, you're right. <laughs> Unless you're looking at like a woman with big breasts. <laughs> well, then there's no motion. It's just all, it's fixated. Yeah, and... and <laughs> Your little brain thinks for the big brain. <laughs> Tends to happen a lot, I guess. So here's another one for you. A piece of brain tissue the size of a grain of sand contains 100,000 neurons and 1 billion synapses all talking to one another. Whoa. So that's that's a lot. <laughs> So I, I, it makes me wonder, though. <laughs> Strong combat. No, I know, but it, it makes me wonder if... Uh, it's like so cool, dude. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of neurons, man. Yeah. No, it makes neurons me... Neurons are cool, man. <laughs> it makes me wonder if all those, those neurons and synapses that are connected together in one little tiny piece of brain tissue um, can still communicate even though it's separated from the brain. You know what I yeah, mean? I guess it depends on, on the synapses and, and which parts of the brains are yeah. literally talking to themselves and, and what part of emotions are involved and, and that sort of thing. But um, Very interesting. There's a lot of electricity going up uh, yep. upstairs. Well, here's another one. Uh, most nerves in your body connect to the spinal cord. But there are 12 nerves that come from the brain itself. And these control some of the most important functions in your body, including vision, smell, facial movements, and heart rate. So those aren't connected to the spine? No, I guess not. It's right from the brain. Huh. No. But... The ankle bone's connected to the knee bone, and the knee bone's... <laughs> Sorry, I just... Oh, sorry, I was getting into it. It's, it's regression <laughs> therapy. Yes. 
Half of our brains can be removed by surgery with no apparent effect on the personality or memory. Or the whole brain in Donald Trump's case. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, here's another one for you. On an average day, on an average day, your brain thinks some 70,000 thoughts. You can retain about seven facts at any one time in short-term memory. Mm-hmm. 70,000 in a day. 70,000 thoughts, yes, on an average day. So, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> There's nothing to say. It's just flat-out incredible. It is. All right, so since we're going to get back to music therapy uh, in the next, within the next couple of shows, I'll end with a musical fact of the brain. Music is one of the few activities in life that utilizes the entire brain. Yes, I think we mentioned something similar to that uh, in, our, in the last show that we did about music therapy, and that amazes we, me. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. I actually showed how the different parts of the brain have their certain role in that. Yeah, and, and with brain imaging, they, they show that the whole brain lights up when, uh, when you're playing music, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually, I'm going to end with just a, a nice quote by Thelma Davis, writer Thelma Davis. When someone is going through a storm, your silent presence is more powerful than a million empty words. That's deep. Isn't it? It is. Those are just some interesting facts about the human brain. Stay tuned for further episodes of Unhinged Podcasts to learn more interesting facts about the brain. So that's our show for tonight. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Please follow us on Twitter at UnhingedPC and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash unhingedpodcast. Also, be sure to check out our website if you haven't done so already. It's at unhingedpodcast.com. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Take care.